Welcome to the Zag Zooks Happy Hour. We're talking No Man's Sky, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, Star Trek figures, and the weekend's box office top five. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. God, I feel old. Okay. Is it that bad already? No, it's Man, just me. It's only, it, the thir- it's only the third one, and you already feel old. Do I sound like I'm in another room, or no. we got that figured out now? I, th- I think That's it's good. good. I think it's good. But I was in the other room, but well, it's okay. Well, it's okay. So let's talk uh, weekend top five. Suicide Squad, number one again. And the reason that that's so interesting is that number two, again, was Sausage Party. And those are movies that remained. The three movies that opened this weekend, War Dogs, opened at number three. That's the Jonah Hill movie. Uh, followed by uh, Kubo and the Tale of Two Strings. What? Which had a $60 million budget and only made 12 So maybe that one will break even. And then a movie that needed to not be remade, Ben-Hur 2016, which had a $100 million budget and opened wide at $11 million. Three hundred thousand. Am I just old? I like the first Ben Hur. No, I don't know. This was this was one of those movies, much like Ghostbusters, that I don't know why they remade it. Am I just old? Because I like the first Ghostbusters. I like the first Ghostbusters as well. Did Did you hear speaking of Suicide Squad that Jared Leto is going to now method all over Blade Runner two? Well, yeah, I've He's heard part that. Of Blade Runner two now. I wonder if Harrison Ford is going to tolerate that at all. Or whether he's just going to say no. He's just grump. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine he's got to be all that interested in that. Do but we know what he's playing yet? Mm, I don't know that they announced it. It's a ma- it's a major character, but I don't yeah. know that they've said. I think it's really interesting how ticked off he is that he felt sort of blindsided by the fact he was not in Suicide Squad that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't you if you shot a bunch of scenes and you didn't appear? Yeah, so I wonder if the next Batman movie is going to have him as the central villain. Oh, boy. I don't. I mean, they've already done a, one Joker before. You kind of would think that they would want to go with somebody else, but... They, well, yeah. I mean, I like the Nicholson Joker. Yeah. And then you got to love Heath. Heath oh, as Mr. the Joker. Well, yeah. I mean, he That's won an Academy Award for yeah. it. So, I don't know. Yeah, well, I think it'll be interesting to see because, I, I mean, rightfully so, he was cut, and I think he, he appears only for little bits and pieces of it. So I've yet to see the movie. I'm sorry, I apologize in advance, but I've had so many mixed signals from people. Yeah. Nobody seems to like it. No one seems to like it, but, but yet... He's making tons of money. Well, what does I mean, that mean, 20 million for the weekend is not a great opening, especially considering it's the last weekend before a lot of schools open up. So That's that was... True. A pretty weak uh, weekend, but it had a $175 million budget. It's at 262 so there probably won't be a sequel to it, but they will certainly move these characters into the bigger DC universe for sure, Yep. Uh, which is interesting. Um, but I don't, I'd Ben her. I don't, I'd, I don't get it. You're back to Ben. I'm back to Ben. I really, you know, there's an office pool going on. I picked 19 million. For it to open with, for, so the fact it opened at eleven. You guys have so little to do there. You had an office pool yeah. on Ben Hur. Like we have Ben Hur. I mean, I would have wow. rather gone with War Dogs. I thought that was the, the better choice because it at least had some star appeal to it. But and that got pretty good reviews, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. But again, that's a pretty small opening at 
under 15 million. I mean, I know that they'll adjust and it'll probably be closer to that, but right. still, that's no, pretty that's awful. Not, that's not good. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, I thought I would talk a little bit about the uh, Lonely Island film, Pop Star Never Stop, Never Stopping, which is now available on digital download through iTunes and your other famous uh, Amazon and Google Play resources. Um, it does not come out on Blu-ray until September 13th, I believe, is the Tuesday that it comes this out. This is another film no one saw. This is another film that no one saw, yet the reviews um, were in the high 90s on Rotten Tomatoes for a long time, and I think it settled out into the high 80s. Um, it was financed by Judd Apatow's production company and written by the, the three guys from The Lonely Island, and had a really star-studded cast. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was a very fun movie. I particularly don't care for the whole Justin Bieber tween sort of documentary Me style e experience. And I thought this was a great mockumentary to that. Um, and it just did so well. Um, you know, it makes fun of TMZ. Uh, it makes fun of just how ridiculous these artists are, especially when they're being followed around by a camera crew. There's a lot of great cameos. Ringo Starr is in it, which is kind of hilarious that they got him. Um, you know, at one point, Snoop Dogg shows up with his own camera crew, which is kind of funny. So now they're, they're trying to run between camera crews because each person's got their own documentary going on. Um, this, the, the extras, there's about, uh, I would say, a good 45 minutes of deleted scenes and scenes that just were cut for time. Extended cuts. Extended cuts. There were uh, there, practically every song in the movie has a full-blown music video associated with it. The gag reel is great. It's a it's a great movie. It did not get the love I think it should have. Um, I think it's probably hard because you know Andy Samberg was the leading man, and he's not doesn't have that household name. So anyone who has seen The Lonely Island on Saturday Night Live and sort of knows those skits gets it and understands it. And this was a great uh, a great film by them. And actually, even though it wasn't financed by Lauren Michaels Production Company, I think this is one of the better Saturday Night Live spinoff movies. Um, even though it's not truly the Lonely Island, but it is the, the guys that do it. So uh, two big thumbs up for that one. I think it was great. Um, I had no issues with it whatsoever. And uh, otherwise, I think uh, I would recommend going out and getting it. So on that note, I think we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk some Star Trek figures, discuss a little bit of No Man's Sky. So stick around. So, we'll be so right of course, but wait, I'm not going to take a break. So stars... Star Trek figures. I thought something. I just saw this on, on box office. We will get the Star Trek figures, but not box office figures. Right now, the Legend of Tarzan worldwide has made more money than Star Trek Beyond. How is that possible? Wasn't Tarzan been out a lot longer? No, I don't think so. What about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It's up on Star Trek. But isn't isn't Star Trek Beyond now the second highest grossing Star Trek movie? I think it's ahead of. It might be, but it's dying to some like really weird movies. I, I didn't expect Legend of Tarzan to be making anywhere near that amount of money. It's almost at $350 million. So there, there's your Star Trek figures. Yeah. We'll be right back. We'll be back. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. 
We're back. We're back. And we're looking at a really cool Star Trek figure. Star Trek figure. I'm I'm this one blows me away actually. This is this is pretty awesome. Um so a company called Mezco Toys, who have been around a while, I've seen them at Toy Fair numerous times. Um probably best known in, in my household for um action figures themed around Hellboy. If you remember Hellboy, I really love that comic book, and they did some really great figures, um, six, seven-inch figures. So they've come up with, with a, it's a sort of new concept. It's it's a um, costume, cloth costume doll, and, and it's a line called the 112 Collective Doll. And, and basically what we're talking about here is a six-and-a-half-inch tall figure. It's got ridiculous facial head sculpting, super detailed costuming, accessories, and it's got like 30 points of articulation. But what's what's really, you know, lots of companies now, like Hot Toys, for example, come out with 12-inch line figures, and they're super detailed, and they're around 150 to get something like that. So Mezco shrank it down a little bit. Same quality. One could argue, in, in certain aspects, better quality um, for around $70. So let's get to the point. The point is they put out lines of pop culture figures themed around Batman and Superman, and they're celebrating the 50th anniversary of Star Trek with, of course, one of the, the best-known figures, one of the 50 greatest characters in the history of television, Mr. Spock. And... I got to tell you, it's pretty cool looking. I mean, wh what were your thoughts as I walked in and handed the box to you? I mean, the detail is great. It looks, right. I mean, the facial mold alone looks like Leonard Nimoy. I mean, right. that's impressive. The, the detail of the hands and the fact that there's so many different hands to do um, that you can interchange. There's the mind meld hand. There's the Vulcan... Uh, salute. Nerve, nerve, yeah. There's there's the, the nerve. There's the live long and prosper. And then there's the 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 shoulder pinch to yeah. take down your enemy. Um, the accessories such as the tricorder and the communicator. I mean, this is all really cool stuff, and it's very very well done. It's very so realistic. This is how idiotic idiotic. This is how amazing the tricorder is. It, it flips. I mean, why, why would you even waste the time to do that? <laughs> and the tricorder itself is probably, what, I would say three three to five centimeters total? Yeah, and it's got a really nice strap on it. All right, so, so specifically, there's a second head sculpt, first of all, which I thought was great. And it's got the, the, the eyebrows raised. Which, right? is, which I, I had to ask you, what was the difference between the heads? It's very subtle. Right, right. That's the that's the Dr. McCoy popping off about something cold-blooded. So that's cool. Nine interchangeable hands, and, and Todd went over most of them. And, and there's one to hold the phaser, of course, and everything else. So tools that you get, right? You get the phaser, which looks just like the one from the TV series. The communicator that actually flips open, once again, that's really tiny. I mean, I don't know if I can get to it. I can't pop it out of the box. Oh, there here it is. He hasn't left the room, I promise. He's still here. I'm here. See it? What's the size on that? Uh, that's easily about two centimeters tops. Two centimeters. So that's two centimeters. Um, 
And the moral of the story is, is if you take this out of the box, keep it away from a vacuum cleaner because these are very small pieces. <laughs> That's right. Or a cat that likes to play with small things because you'll never you, see them again. You'll never see them again. But the detail on them, the painting, just the the overall mold is very well done. I mean, it's for a seven inch figure at the price point, you don't really see a lot of that. I've seen some pretty bad face molds of Spock, and especially you're seeing a lot of stuff come out because of the 50th. This is probably one of the cleaner ones I think I've seen. Absolutely, right? But the clothing, too, is worth a mention because stitched cloth garb, robin's egg blue long sleeve shirt, golden black communication insignia, gold metallic sleeve bands, black neck top, black pants puffed at the cuff line. Remember those? Fall leather black boots. You also get a pleather belt you can put around Spock so he can hold his communicator and his phaser. Um, that's pretty amazing in itself. But the company that, that I think works on and builds these, these figures also did a variation. company's name is an online retailer, Vegas.Dolls. Um, they have a limited version, and I don't even know if most of you are going to even remember the pilot episode actually featured a captain named Captain Pike, and this was where they introduced Spock to everybody. I mean, do you remember that episode? Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about that for a second? The episode, about it? the episode itself? Yeah. I mean, eventually it leads to uh, Pike being in a sort of semi-wheelchair <laughs> where he can't speak anymore, um, and, and you're sort of introduced to Kirk. But his head's like popping out of like a giant it's container, like it's, isn't it? it? it yeah. It's really weird. It, it looks like he his head is on a robot body. I mean, it's the best right. way to describe it. Um, the variation is, is very cool. One thing that I noticed right away was that the hairline is not this straight cut. Um, it very much looks like Nimoy's hairline. Um, which is very interesting. It's just, you know you, you catch that right away more than anything, more than the clothing, the color, anything like that. It's the hair that that really does it for you to start. So it's the cage variation. Uh, you got a removable dark blue coat, a velour-like blue shirt, really really nice and soft with the insignia, a gray gadget harness, metal buckles, black pants, shiny boots. You're gonna get the phaser which is, of course, from the episode. And you're going to get the communicator that looks like from the episode, translucent flip top, really nice. Now, the, the only thing that kind of hurts a little bit is they're going to kick you up the price to about $199. So I'm not sure if that's a choke point for someone unless you're a really big Spock fan. Or a big Star Trek fan. Right, and I'm sure you can get this price down at certain other retailers. I, I, I'm not going to guarantee that it's only $199 everywhere. Um, what I really liked about both figures, very easy to pull the heads off and replace, very easy to move the hands back and forth. I've seen figures where you got a 12-inch figure and you're trying to pop the hand off and you're afraid that you're going to break the peg right. when you try to put it back in. Didn't have any problems like that. Um the best part about this, of course, is Mezco is going to continue this line. And the best part about this for Todd is they're going to be doing a Ghostbuster set of the original cast. And they're going to use that exact same methodology to create those characters. Oh, which is going to be something. I'll be broke. What I really also found really interesting with this piece is the stand, which had yeah. an, you know is, matches the blue uh, science officer coloring, has, has the... 
um, what they're using as sort of the 50th anniversary symbol on the base itself. The base isn't just something boring that you know you might put something on and forget about the the base itself. It's got a peg, it, yeah. so you can put the you can definitely plant the foot on it so he stays stable. You've got a display pole, translucent. They're throwing that in too. Once again, though, it's a seventy dollar item. Now let's compare. If you if you go and buy. Um, a Marvel Legends character these days off of a Toys R Us, Us shelf or maybe uh, one of the black label Hasbro Star Wars characters, you're starting to hit the $20 mark. And that's for a really a piece of plastic character nowhere near the detail of this guy. No, I so, think I think for the for the price this this is pretty on par what I would consider. It's it's not I wouldn't look at this and say, "Oh man, I spent 80 bucks for this yeah what am i going to do now and and be disappointed this is something where they've done their homework they've obviously done a lot of screen modeling and 3d rendering and the the final product i think is something if you were to spend that you'd feel like it was worth the money you spent they do have a sulu out now and i think in october or maybe sooner captain kirk and I got a feeling at some point they're going to give you a bridge. They're going to put a bridge out there, but I, I can't guarantee that. Um, I'll, I'll keep you up to date if something like that happens in the near future. Great. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, No Man's Sky. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com and support the next evolution in news. We're back. I'm being told that the most interesting stuff we say is never being recorded, <laughs> so I figured we would go ahead and start this back up and yeah, you're going to talk no man's you're going to talk no man's sky at least in a rough form since I know yeah. since I know you're still working on the article. I've only yeah, I've only spent about 20 hours on it. Only. You need to spend at least a good 100 to 200 to really fully embrace it. I was under the impression you needed to spend 5 million days of your life uh, in order to actually complete the game. Yes, because you can actually explore 18 quintillion planets. Quintillion. I think it's quintillion. Was is there a reason it's, for making this in sort of an, an, an open-ended game? Um, because they never did before. Because they could. And somebody wanted to. And somebody wanted to, right? So we're exploring, collecting, trading, fighting, surviving. I'm making this sound like it's not really an exciting game, but it is really kind of fun. It's from a first-person perspective, and you repair your spaceship, and you go to different planets... And they're all procedurally generated, which means, I think, that the developers give the giant computer mainframes that are running algorithms a little bit of information. And they create the life forms and the terraforms on the planet, which is really cool when you think about it. And you'll find all these really neat, neat ecosystems that you visit. Obviously, they're going to get kind of redundant after the 10th, 15th planet because you kind of run out of ecosystems. But you're still into it. But I'm still into it, but I like, you know, tower defense games, so I can easily just keep exploring planets, 
using my mining tool to collect gold and aluminum and thorium and barinium and bubblinium and trading it and using it to build my suit up and all that kind of stuff. Is there any multiplayer? There's no multiplayer. You're alone in the galaxy. And the only people you talk to are they're, they're alien species. Now, supposedly there's some sort of mysterious organization called atlas that you're going to start running into more and more and discovering what they're about also if you get to the center of the universe something happens but a lot of game critics aren't thrilled by what happens if you reach the center of the universe and how and how many hours do you have to put in to get to the center of the universe i i think it's not going to be good you're going to spend a lot of time away from your family literally locked in a room um if you're a fan of Gene Roddenberry boldly going where no man has gone before, I think you're going to find this game really uh, fascinating because there's a lot of stuff going on, obviously, that they've put into it to make it look very pretty. Uh, if you're a fan of something that, and you're obsessed with objective-based games, Destiny is probably the better fit. There's a new new upgrade to destiny coming soon which of course is a big multiplayer space universe game that um never quite achieved its greatness but still has a chance because there's a new one coming out again um how would you rate the visuals well they're they're better than minecraft <laughs> but they're not as great as like a game like destiny or or really i was pretty taken with some of the, um, there was a planet I was on that made me feel like I was uh, exploring an above ground coral reef. It was really pretty. And there's, there's creatures you can feed there. There's creatures you can kill, but you don't want to do that. There's creatures that will attack you if you get too close to them. It's all very interesting. And I've, I've always a big complainer about multiplayer games because I hate talking to people in video games um those obnoxious 10 year olds who always seem to permeate games so yeah for this game for me this would be like the best game on the planet because i'm alone and i'm just doing what i want in hour increments at a time and i'm doing a lot of exploring can you die you can die and and, and here's what happens if you die um you get sent back to like your last save point but you lose all your resources that you had collected in your at the time. Oh. So you have to go back and find your grave and get your resources back. So that's I'm, that's I'm pretty cold. I haven't died yet. That's pretty rough. So it yeah, so, rough. so you primarily stay away from the animals. I stay away from the animals unless I'm going to feed them and I make sure every every planet has its own hazards. It could be toxic rain, could be radiation, could be anything and you have to keep feeding your suit to make sure it stays make sure your health bar stays up and, and the suit stays intact so that's kind of a challenge in the game and um i mean it doesn't sound like a bad game does it no no, no. It, it's it's just not call of duty you know what i mean there's not things being blown up and giant alien races attacking you every five minutes right it's it's more of a at peace with the world, at peace with your universe kind of a game where you're trying to discover and learn parts of the galaxy. Would this have been a better game if it was on, say, iOS, on your phone? 
Mm, that's a good question. I don't know if they could have pushed that many pixels and that kind of technology. But it does seem a little bit more like a game that you would just sit and stare at your phone all day. That's correct. Rather than sitting on a console. That's correct. It could easily have been a watered-down temple run, right. <laughs> planet run, right. where you're going to different places. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Now, now the key to the game is, is can the developers at Hello Games actually come up with any um, downloadable packs or upgrades to make it even better in the future? And there's no reason they couldn't. There's no reason they couldn't create packs that allow you to build colonies or build your own ship. Right now, if you want a new ship, you basically have to buy it from some trader who's selling or getting rid of his ship. Or, so. or even, you know, using wormholes, if yeah, there's anything like that. Yeah, they haven't explored that stuff yet. At some point, you can build your own hyperdrive. I've actually got to that point. It's pretty cool. The dogfights aren't very good. I mean, as you're visiting planets, you have to blow up asteroids to get in there or you're going to get destroyed. Lots of great stuff there. And, frankly, if they made it even more science-based, I, I think I would even be more excited by it because then it starts verging on, like, a NASA experience or something like that, you know? So it sort of seems like for a first iteration, it's probably not bad. And if they come out with upgrades to it, it you know, they can only improve. Yeah, I'm They've got a good basis for it. I'm not sure it's a $59, $60 game, though. I think it's a game that could have been released cheaper and upgraded. Or in-game in, in, a, in, game in purchase. game yeah. purchases, yeah. as they say. So yeah. we'll see. You know, it's all good, right? I'll let you know in 20 more hours. <laughs> Sounds good. So so check back to the Washington Times for the full review. Yeah, and I'll probably come back and talk about it in a week or so. Sounds good. All right, so we're going to end the show uh, with a new segment. We're going to talk about what's coming out on Blu-ray and what's hitting the theaters this coming week. Joe, you've got yep. Blu-ray. So the Blu-ray list is pretty amazing. Uh, we've got The Walking Dead, the complete sixth season, and I think that Six. season was great. It's amazing right? how they're already up to season yeah. seven. and it was a great season. It was right? a great season. For the most And part. I hope that the beginning of season seven is as good as the end of season six. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, the complete first season, which I don't know if you know anything about. I mean, I know The Evil Dead. I did not watch oh, Ash versus Evil Dead. It was great. Okay. So definitely, these are, these are both from Anchor Bay Entertainment, and they're definitely worth it. Um, we've got... The Nice Guys, which you talked about last week. I'm That's still a fan. I think I think get out there and get that Blu-ray. It was a good movie. Um, the remake of Roots, which I'm going to find out very quickly, was totally unnecessary. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, wait. Kind of like Ben-Hur? Yeah. Kind of like Ghostbusters yeah, 2016? Yeah, same idea. Clown, which is a horror film from Anchor Bay uh, Entertainment about a guy who puts on clown makeup and can't take it off. And he starts losing his mind. It sounds it sounds like that, a great movie. That sounds like someone's real life. <laughs> no comment. And DC's Legend of Tomorrow, the complete first season, that is the show on the CW network that pulls in a bunch of heroes and villains, and it's trying to make a team show that's going to not be as good as Supergirl or The Flash. So what's on your your purchase list then of the stuff coming out? Well, I'm definitely on board with Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I'm definitely on board with The Walking Dead. I'm definitely on board, now that you've brought it up multiple times, with The Nice Guys and probably Clowns a Rental. Sounds we'll good. We'll see. 
And opening in theaters, Don't Breathe, which is a horror film based upon some kids that are breaking into an, an old guy's house only to find out that he's trying to kill them. The interesting piece to that is that the guy is blind and eventually he cuts the lights and the bulk of the movie is in the dark. Um, that opens wide. Yeah. We've got Hands of Stone, which is the boxing film with Usher and Robert De Niro. We have Mechanic Resurrection, which is the follow-up Jason Bate or Jason Bateman, yes, Jason Statham film, the sequel. Uh, and then we've got some other smaller films that are coming out uh, on a blind taste test of what's going to be number one at the box office. I'm going to pick Suicide Squad. Yeah, I think we're going there again. Yeah, I think that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Don't breathe. I suppose could maybe knock it off because it's a horror film and people do like that. It's a little early for horror films, and it didn't particularly look that great in the trailers. But I guess we'll see. Um, Mechanic will probably tank, would be my guess. And uh, Hands of Stone, I think it's hard to say, but I would be would not be surprised if Suicide Squad was still number one. So that's it. Anything else? Any parting words? Yeah. When am I going to get my polka? We're getting close. We're in negotiations, are we? We're in negotiations for it. Okay, I mean, we're not going to get Weird Al polka, for sure. I'm not working on it. Frankie um, Yankovic is fine. Let's see where we get. Is he still alive? I don't know. <laughs> if he is, I'm sure his agent is probably hard to I got to believe who stole the Kishka has got to be available, but we'll see. Well, you know, there's we can always only hope. So I am Todd Stoll. I'm still Joe Zadkowski. And you have been listening to the Zadzooks Happy Hour. Thank you.